0: What up? What up everyone? Welcome back to She Discovered Podcast. I was on a little hiatus, but I'm back. This is season five. And if you're new here, welcome and thank you for tuning in. Please be sure to check out other episodes and don't forget to share with family and friends. Most importantly, have meaningful discussions surrounding the various topics you will find here. So now, in this episode, we are discussing friendships, how to identify them, how to know when to end them, and how to evolve in them. My guest is no stranger to the show and is definitely a close and dear friend of mine, Jerry. You can find Jerry on episodes Parents Just Don't Understand in Season 3 and Female Sexual Awareness in Season 4. As I've mentioned before, I've been grateful and blessed to have a group of individuals that I call friends and where we've had hard, heartfelt, and insightful conversations, so it'd only be right to have them on the show. With all that said, let's get to it. This around-the-way girl wants to chat with you. She's discovering new information in this world that surrounds her. Tapping into her inner power, her sexuality, and taking ownership of her insecurities. She discovered she had to unlearn some things. Come and enjoy her moments of reflection, re-education, redefinition, and evolution. Kick back, sip some wine, take a drive, whatever your vibe. Join me, your host, Shay Sana, with She Discovered Podcast. So stay tuned. You might learn some things. So we're talking about friendships and of course you and I are close friends. So it's a dope conversation that we're going to have sharing our dynamic as friends, but also answering some questions today from the public, from my listeners. Before we get into all of that, I think it's very important for us to let's just start with the foundation of how do we define, how do we define a friend? How do we define friendships? We have had the experience to know or to learn that Friendships prepare us for intimate partner relationships. Um, And when I say partner relationships, it could be your partner in life, uh, if you choose to say marriage, because there's so many dynamics of a true friendship, patience, accountability, compassion, understanding. The list just goes on and on and on, right? So it really definitely sets the tone for when you enter into a romantic relationship. And I use the word intimate, but we've also learned that the use of the word intimate can also be the depth of a friendship and not necessarily um, talking about physical interaction. In your own words, before I go to the dictionary, in your own words, how would you define a friend? How would I define a friend?
1: Friendship,
0: To me, and this
1: term has been used so loosely that even being asked the question, it really narrows it down. Because quite often we'll refer to somebody, oh, that's my friend. And Mm -hmm. if I have to analyze the word in and of itself, what I consider to be a friend, as I consider the people in my life, they are people who know me, Mm -hmm. people who see me, people who understand. They may not necessarily agree with everything that I do how I live my life, but there is a mutual understanding and respect that exists Mm -hmm. that creates a certain level of intimacy. So the people that I consider my friends, they rarely allow me, and someone might suggest that there are varied levels of friendship. Correct. For me, anybody that I consider to be a friend, it's because one, there's an opportunity for growth with our
0: interactions with each other. Yeah. I love everything that you say said mutual respect transparency growth I love those things and I and I wanted to go towards there let's let's go to what the dictionary says dictionary says that friend a person who one has a bond of mutual interest or mutual affection. So sometimes we can say, oh yeah, that's my friend because you have similar interests, similar likes, Um, mutual affection. Maybe you realize, yo, this person's vibe, I like like them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I like hanging out with them. But yes, it is true that I think I've come to learn to categorize friendships in different levels cuz the type of friendships that you just described I feel like those are my close circles. Mm-hmm. Um don't get me wrong I do have moments with other people that I call friend that are not within my close knit circle of friends mm-hmm. but I guess for me sometimes it just feels awkward to be like oh is this your friend? No that's my coworker. No this is my associate. No this is a friend of a friend. You know cuz Sometimes it just feels weird. And maybe that's why we do that as a culture, because Mm -hmm. we don't want to make things awkward. So we just go ahead and be like, yeah, that's my friend. Or, yeah, that's my homegirl or my homeboy. And you're like, you you really know that's not... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, your, your homegirl or your homeboy, you don't have that level of experience or interaction with that person. Even when I say co-worker, some co-workers I believe I could call friend and there's some co-workers legit. I just mm-hmm. feel like just calling them a co-worker, mm-hmm. you know, what I mean? so people can understand any interaction that I have with this person is solely based on the work environment. I think I'm coming to a place where I definitely want to be intentional with who I call a friend, but I also don't want to go around calling people associates. <laughs> so I feel like I'm okay now with categorizing different friendships where I'm like this level of friendship we may have based on a di- um, the dictionary <laughs> definition we just got. All right, we have mutual interests and we see each other once in a blue. That's a cool friend to hang out with, but I'm not. we're not talking to each other all the time. You don't know my most intimate parts of myself, but it's a friend. Maybe if something happens, you you need a person in need, hey, you know, if I'm able mm-hmm. to do that for you, I will. Social media is also another way that I believe has helped people to quote unquote keep in touch or keep tabs on people's lives. Mm-hmm. And it makes you feel like, okay, we may not have spoken in a long time, but I feel like I kind of know what's going on in your life where we know that's not ultimately true. I'm moving forward with identifying friendships. Because I realize I have to keep better boundaries, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I don't have to automatically knock everyone down to be like, oh, you're just an associate. Oh, you're just, you know, this or that. I think it's okay to categorize different types of friendships.
1: I agree. Um, my concern is not so much what the other person might feel per se. It's more of being authentic. Most definitely. Um and we do, we all do refer to people sometimes as a friend. And when you start like you said to think about it it's like uh Mm, yeah it's not my understanding is this really what it is Mm. in referring to someone as a friend it's not just the we have fun together and that's all good Mm -hmm. you can have your let's go out and have fun buddy if that's where it stops i don't know that that's a good qualifier
0: i like that let me tell you why i like that i like that because again I'm still nag- navigating through this right because it's it's really been new to me in the past year or so because I've always grown up being the very extroverted outgoing girl that has quote-unquote a lot of friends I'll meet somebody today vibe with them be like oh that's my new friend that's me people <laughs> I've had I've had exes I've had cousins that are be like oh my god you're just too dang friendly in my 30s now I've done a lot of re-evaluating and I like that you mentioned that where it's just like, if when we get together, it's just all about having a good time and we just go out and we just chat. That's cool and all, but is that a really good qualifier for defining this person as your friend? But I think that's something I'm still navigating through because let's say you have that person that every time y'all link up, oh my gosh, it's just so much fun. You feel connected to the person, but it that's how as far as it goes, how would you refer that person if somebody was to ask you, like, let's say the person's name is Sarah and somebody would be like, oh, so how do you know Sarah. Like, how would you how would you define it? Would you be like, oh, yeah, that's a friend of mine, associate of mine or somebody I just have fun with? (laughs) that's my hangout buddy hangout buddy but when you think about buddy buddy is another form of (laughs) like friend.
1: maybe but for me it feels different you know Mm. it's my hangout girl you know we hang out a lot we we see each other three times four times but every time we hang out it's lit it's fun we have a good old time and then we don't see each other until the next time literally that's what it is but i love her and it's true I yeah. could love that person and we really have fun together. And that's the extent of, and that's okay.
0: I don't know. Of course. Of that's course. okay. Yeah. Cause <laughs> I guess a lot of times as human beings, it's so easy compartmentalize things with labels, mm-hmm. and definitions, cause it feels like it helps our mind navigate through understandings through people. Um, So just like I said, where you I was like, well, buddy also means friend. So it's just like Mm -hmm. it's so easy to just get caught up in in labels. But at the same time, I think we should give ourselves room to just let things be and feel as they are instead of so much trying to say this is exactly what it is. And here's how I need to define it
1: i mean that goes into so many different aspects of relationships and i'm not against labels at all but sometimes in seeking to define even friendships that are closer than most we find ourselves really doing injustice there are some connections that you just cannot explain with the label like i said not against labels but focusing more on the experience that is encountered yeah. Through your interaction and connection with that person is, is a bigger deal.
0: It's a bigger deal because for myself going back to labels, is that I've even shared that with you recently. I began to notice this about myself, that I've had various best friends. I've realized that because relationships change, grow, or you're no longer on that same energetic field where you separate, no bad blood, but you just separate within the friendship. So I've always had a hard time with even labeling people best friend because- that's the idea of like, this is the best one out of all my friends. Right. And granted, if I had that specific one, one, I I could see how I can say that, but that has never been the case for me. Maybe in seasons, I'll have this person where people will be like, oh yeah, that's Shay best friend. You know what I mean? But as I've grown into an adult, I have a good amount. Let me not say a good amount before people think it's like a whole lot, but let's say, at least a handful of women and men that i can say man this is a very very close person to <laughs> me. but i just don't want to put that label although another friend of mine told me that don't be afraid to say you have four or five best friends you know what i mean it's okay to say that it doesn't have to be just one particular person so i get that as well maybe I'll start doing that and be like, oh, yeah, I got five best friends. It, to me, it feels weird. It just feels weird. I'd rather just say, I have a really close knit of deep friendships that, and they know who they are. But I, I don't know. For me personally, I struggle with that title. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think people could use it how they want to. I'm just sharing in my own discoveries. This is what I've come to the conclusion with.
1: Because I view friendships on such a deep level anytime i i connect with someone it's not going to be surface that's just that's mm-hmm. how i True. choose to do relationship right And so my encounter with someone, I'm intentionally choosing to share. I'm intentionally choosing to get to know you. Mm -hmm. If someone is not interested in that, it's okay. But that's going to be the definer as to, okay, how I consider you as part of my life. There are some people over the years, and it's a small knit of people. I'm actually proud to say right now that they're females. They're all females. I mean, I do have, you know this, I do have very very close male friends but when I really stopped to think about it the extent to which I have connected with my female friends is on a deeper level Mm -hmm. at this stage of my life that feels is really important to me I remember growing up I didn't really trust females that much Mm -hmm. and I did not share much with my female friends when I was younger it was my male friends right at this stage in my life I feel very Very secure, and I'm grateful for the female friends that I consider to be my best friends.
0: So, with that said, we're about to answer some questions um, that you listeners had in terms of friendships. So, we're not gonna waste any more time. We're gonna just dive right on in. So, Jerry, let's answer the first question: should you be loyal to friendships you've had since childhood?
1: (laughs) Nope, (laughs) you
0: evolve.
1: People grow apart and I don't know what loyalty looks like. That might look different for various people. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say the way I show up for you is different from some of my friendships. I have friendships from years ago and even those friendships look different proximity sometimes affects how i show up for people it doesn't mean that there's no loyalty there but time is not a factor for me yeah so the fact that i've known you from childhood actually that actually that may be a factor that causes me to reevaluate the friendship more am i doing it just from a place of what's the word i'm looking for a place of expectation or expectation yeah uh uh-huh is this thing still serving both our best interests? Who I was back then is a completely different person. So if edification is not happening for one or both parties,
0: what's the purpose of this? I agree because I've seen it many times where certain friendships um, are only there because, well, we went to middle school, high school, or even college together. Oh, you were my best friend when we were kids. And individuals continue to hold that title, but they're mm-hmm. not in the same. Space, you know what I mean? Um, they're either two different people living two different lives, or it's okay to be two different individuals, or maybe have two different tracks where you're going. But, like you said, if there's no type of alignment that's serving a purpose, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, we're just <laughs> friends because I knew since I was a kid. And you don't even feel, and you can feel the disconnect that happens, but you're Mm -hmm. trying to tie two people or you're trying Mm -hmm. to tie each other together because you feel like there's some loyalty that you have to this person That you knew. Now, granted, there are certain friendships that have started as children Mm -hmm. and they go all the way into old age. Mm -hmm. And that's great. We're not saying that that shouldn't happen. I think that's great. But I think those are friendships also that we're able to grow and evolve with each other. There are friendships that are not growing, they're not evolving. There are women or men that are in their 30s and 40s, and one person is still stuck in like high school mentality. I don't know, like even communication or conversation. And the other person's like, I'm not there yet. I'm not there anymore. But, oh, my gosh, I, I should stay loyal to this person because we've known each other. And you see that in movies mm-hmm. and shows. it's yeah. Like, yo, you've been my homie since, you know what I'm saying? We was kids. you going to do me like that? And the other person's like, yo, I'm not where you at anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, Let I mean? me tell you one way you could
1: know if when you come together, all the conversations go back to yo. You remember when such and Ooh, such? That's a, a good point.
0: That's you such have a
1: good that point. one friend, and every time you get with that person, all they can do is reminisce about you. Remember nineteen ninety eight? You remember them songs we used to listen to? You remember when we used to go to such and such? And such? You remember that girl?
0: You remember? It's so true. I love that you said that because there's no there's no evolution of thought or conversation. And like you said, you don't know. And I've heard that so many times before that they feel loyal to the time frame, mm-hmm. but there's no investment in who the person is now. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. So much so that when, if that person were to take the time to get to know the, I will say the evolved version of you, they will feel like, nah, I can't, I can't be. If they really take the time to get to know you, they would have to come to conc- the conclusion, yeah, we don't have anything in common. You don't even have to say anything. You might know it already. If that person were to really take the time and say, hey, do, you, do, do I even know you right now? I don't know you. What are you interested in right now? Mm-hmm. Ask yourself. This friendship, is it based on a continual evolving of me getting to know the expanded version of this person? Because we're always supposed to be evolving and expanding, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you're stuck back on seeing this person as how they were back there, what y'all used to do back there Mm -hmm. based on when you were back there, and you're looking at this like, man, even talking about those things don't thrill me anymore. Like, uh, i don't even like how i feel talking about that because that was a different person i don't even like how i feel talking about myself back there much less to be talking about us back there Mm -hmm. right that's a big Mm -hmm. like a big red i was a red flag but if you're trying to evaluate your friendship ask yourself is this a constant
0: evolving or are we stuck back in the 90s are we stuck back in the 90s or whatever because the thing is 15 year old shay is not 20-year-old Shay and 20-year-old Shay is not 30-something year old Shay, right? And I love how someone said, if you're getting married or entering into a partnership or a relationship in that sense, hoping that you're always going to be with the person you and you you were mm. with, then you got another thing coming to you. Mm. Right. So they said that you can't expect, and that there's a difference between somebody doing like <laughs> you really wake up and be like yo I don't know this person like there's a difference between that but in the sense of like oh but you're not the same you're not the same you're not the same and it's just like but yeah I'm not supposed to be the same in that Mm -hmm. sense like I am supposed to be expanding and growing and as I'm learning things about life and myself there's gonna be some changes you know what I mean so Mm -hmm. I love that this person said that The key to a long lasting marriage is not the how much can we stay the same from day one, but how much can we grow in how in the new people, not the new people, but the people that we are becoming, how we're able to Mm -hmm. shift and how we're able to be understanding how we're able to use the tools that are very fundamental for any relationship and implement those things such as understanding compassion you know vulnerability honesty communication all of those things will enable us to be like all right you know when i married you 10 years ago this is how you were you're kind of evolving into someone else but how can we you know how can we adjust to this What are your thoughts about no new friends? There was a wave that was going on, I don't remember how long ago, where people were doing hashtag no new friends. You know what I mean? Like, I got my crew. I got my tribe. We don't need no new friends. People too fake out here. You know what I'm saying? So no new friends. We don't need it.
1: I wonder what's the age category of these people
0: who are saying that that's just the first thing that came to my mind all all age
1: groups all categories Mm -hmm. it's about the level of growth and expansion that you're experiencing I think we've spoken about this but if you are constantly evolving you're growing you're developing life will cause you to connect with other people who reflect where you're at Mm -hmm. at any given stage right Mm -hmm. and as long as two people continue to grow and evolve that friendship will continue to grow. If it doesn't, you're talking about no new friends, what you might find is that you encounter individuals where you may have a a long history, but that history is or that connection is based more on the past as opposed to continuous growth and expansion, which is actually going to stunt your own growth. Because I do believe that proximity is power and who you surround yourself
0: with will uh, lend towards your own growth and expansion as well. I love that before you are in a place of saying, you no know, new friends, definitely evaluate the group that you have surrounding you. Cause my father used to tell me this all the time when it came to me, making friends. Cause again, he saw the type of personality I had. He said, tell me who your friends are. And that mm-hmm. will tell me who you are. Since I was in high school, my father would tell me these things. And as an adult, I realized he was telling me, be careful on who you keep as company Because to other people, that will be a defining moment for you and your character. But at the same time, it could be the other way where where you're at in life, like you said, will reflect the people that you have around you. Mm -hmm. I would say, yeah, definitely evaluate your friendships before you say no new friends. And I agree with you. I think that is a disservice to ourselves to say like yeah i'm not trying to meet any new people i'm not trying to build friendships with anybody because you really don't know as life continues to teach you and you yourself if you're willing continue to expand the type of people that you will bring into your atmosphere
1: as you were speaking what came to mind is this this is what i can't say Mm -hmm. i've never declared no new friends or anything like that my nature is of such i'm gonna continue welcoming people into my experience I will say this, my level of tolerance for the bare minimum is so out the window. When you experience <laughs> genuine connection and bonding and vulnerability and intimacy, you put yourself in a cat I don't have to determine whether I don't have to do anything. You put yourself in that
0: category naturally. I'll say this for myself though. For the people I have now, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I'm definitely in a place where I'm like, nah, I can't. I can't handle no more. Um, Because I'm so intentional with the ones that I have, especially the ones that I consider best friends or close friends, like the conversations, the um, accountability, everything that we do with one another, I don't know if I have the emotional or mental capacity to add on more. But in that said, I'm not shutting the door to meeting new people and making connection with new people. As I'm saying right now where I'm at when it comes to my close of people. I think I'm good. <laughs> I think I'm really good where I'm at. Um, again, I'm never... One to say, I'm shutting the door to meeting new souls, new people, and making connections and even learning from those individuals.
1: Mm-hmm. Or, you know, the the other thing I have found, this is very common among family, but you'll find it among friends as well. Uh, where you meet up with them and they want to go back to I remember when you used to da-da-da-da-da-da-da. They always want to put you in that box. Right. That places you back to that pl- where you used to be and yeah. you're not there anymore it's not a pleasant conversation it's not evolving it's not it's not beneficial in any way so yeah.
0: and if you don't have or you have it, or haven't or are still developing the skill of using your voice and setting boundaries when those certain conversations come up you probably feel some type of loyalty even to that mm-hmm. to feel like oh yeah let's keep reminiscing on the past I don't want you to think I switched up or I changed up and that was a thing that was going on for a long time where people are oh you're not the same anymore granted if we're talking about a toxic behavior, that's different. But if you're talking about because this person is not moving in the same type of mannerisms that you were comfortable with when y'all were in high school, college, or early twenties, wherever, and you're just like, well, how come you're doing this? How come you think like this now? Because I've grown because I'm changing, because I'm learning about myself and I'm learning about life. And sometimes that's not even easy. That's not even easy. And sometimes I need time to figure it out myself. And that's very important for friends to be able to be patient, understand and kind with you, even in the midst of maybe your confusion about life and yourself. It's
1: unrealistic to expect somebody to show up for you 100% when they in the moment don't even have the capacity to show up for themselves, you Mm -hmm. know, and people go through it. All of that is part of the whole journey of friendship, understanding where people are at and giving times giving them the space you need space right now that's okay i'm not here taking it personal because i'm not hearing from you but Mm -hmm. there is communication as well you know hey i'm i'm just in this space right now figuring stuff out and even at times when there are times when you know someone so well that even without words you know what's going on because this is not this person's character it's not in their character to do xyz so i'm gonna give you the benefit of the doubt because i know that this is not
0: you. And those are those friendships too. And we've had those moments too where mm-hmm. I'll say for myself, right? Where maybe going from giving the example of us talking every day. Mm-hmm. And then it started where I moved, we started getting busy. I started getting busy and we didn't talk to each other as much. And some people will laugh because you know, some people would say we acted like we were in like a relationship, relationship. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, Why am I not hearing from her? Is she ignoring me? <laughs> You would have thought <laughs> a man. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm like, why, why should I hit me up? Da, da, da. It's funny how, and that's why I say it's very important to pay attention to your feelings, mm-hmm. your actions, your thoughts, even in a really deep, intimate friendship, because it will reflect in your romantic relationships as well. Mm-hmm. I'm giving this example because there were times I dealt with insecurities and rejection in that moment because we were so close we still are but in that moment I felt rejected I was like why shouldn't I hit me up as much why (laughs) why don't she has as as much time for me how come we're not talking every day right so my initial go-to is all right you know what I don't want people to see my vulnerable side of me um I don't want them to think I'm needy so I'm not gonna say nothing I'm gonna hope she just catches the catches the gist right (laughs) <laughs> and then the next thing that came to mind was for what we've experienced thus far at that time, I said, she's not going to use my vulnerability against me. She's going to listen to me. She's going to understand, and we're going to have communication. Shayna, remove your natural inclination of defense and really talk to your friend because you know her. Mm-hmm. And I remember that's when I hit you up or called you or sent you a voice note. And I was like, this is how I'm feeling. This how I <laughs> 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 and I'm still kind of like, I don't want to feel like I'm really, um, what's it, clean needy. or needy. And you're like, oh, I didn't. De- you know what I mean? I didn't notice. Or matter of fact, this is how I felt, and then it made me feel good because it was just like, man, I've always been one for communication. Even if you have to communicate and say I need space and I need time, at least communicate that. You know, we we're not here for ghosting friendships or whatever and stuff like that. We really took the time to say, even in the midst of you feeling unheard unwanted, unseen, I'm here to tell you that I hear you, I see you, and I want you as my friend.
1: One of the things that people don't realize, I will say, when we encounter other people that we connect with, we're really connecting with ourselves. We're connecting with extensions of ourselves. We're we're connecting with mirrors, really, that reflect who we are. They're going to reflect your positive aspects. And boy, will they reflect other, you know, the not so pleasant as well. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned insecurities. Those things will come up the closer you become with someone. The more those things will surface, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't And why I love, you know, I mentioned earlier that I love that I have developed this close bond with my female friends is because when we have this discussion, it never just stops with us. Mm -hmm. Because you see how it transfers into other relationships as well, whether it's with our parents and how that affected us in other intimate relationships, how those things surface, right? And what I think it has done among my female friends, it has built the confidence and allow people to use their voice more. And what I found that it has done, it's given you a voice so that you can explain and express those emotions from a place that doesn't come off as needy and codependent, Yeah, but Mm -hmm. really just acknowledging this is what I feel. I'm going to honor it. It doesn't mean that what I'm feeling is right, neither wrong. It just means I feel safe to express it. And from that expression opens the opportunity for deep discussion. Because, you know, when we spoke, it wasn't about, you know, me not considering you a friend it was like you said transitions things happening sometimes at the phase where you're at um you connect with other people Mm -hmm. that that match the values that you have at the time and it doesn't take away from what you and let me personalize it in this situation like you and me what we would ever have but it's it's the ability to express exactly what's coming up without feeling like you know, when you're in a relationship, you kind of feel like, if I say this, this person's going to push back. It's yes. not going to be present, yes. you know, Especially in those early stages where you say something and you don't hear back from the person, you're like, "Oh my gosh, like, I rejected. Me, I said too much. Like, it feels so good to be able to just know this is this is how I feel, and you're not. The last thing on your mind is is that person gonna reject me? Is that person gonna feel like I'm too much? Is it gonna be like, you know what? Let's just call it quits. There's none of that because you know you know the person on a soul level.
0: On a soul level, yes, yes, yes. But I'll say this: that these. friendships, including yourself. And you know, this, the close knit of friendships that I've had best friends that I've had or have definitely has enabled me to grow as a woman. As a human being And not only the insecurities The rejections Just everything Looking at life Through a different lens mm-hmm. Through different perspectives Challenging my thoughts Helping me to become a better friend Maybe think of areas That I thought I had down packed And I really didn't So that's why I say It's very vital In evaluating the people That you have around you Because like they said Your environment is what makes you So if this is the environment Of your friend this is what Mm -hmm. is going to develop you into what kind of woman or man or human being that you are.
1: Can I ask you something? Do you find that you come across men who have this type of bond with their male friends do you find in not just in your circle but how common it is
0: i have seen various now i think you know what that's a beautiful and great question i've seen various type of friendships between males and i'm so happy to say that although guys are known to be like oh we're all manly pound your chest we're not as emotional as women (laughs) We don't sit around and talk about our feelings, yada, yada, yada. I've seen that type of stereotypical male friendships. I've seen the type of men that are really good friends. They understand each other. Maybe if they start talking about feelings, they'll do a little bit and start pulling back because it doesn't come naturally to them or they're afraid that it'll make them seem quote unquote soft. Um, And they feel like, especially, I'll speak for our men um, within urban communities, our black men, it's felt as like, don't say too much Um, and if you do say too much and you share your feelings you may get responses of yo it is what it is this is life man up because that has always been their defense mechanism through how to deal with life and navigate the system but Mm -hmm. I have seen men unashamed to just be like yo that's my best friend that's my homeboy and actually have cried in front of each other I've Mm -hmm. seen friendships between men where they like yo i love this dude yo mm-hmm. i love him mm-hmm. i nobody can't talk bad about him has it been frequent i can say i can count on my hand mm-hmm. but at least i could say it wasn't one or two probably mm-hmm. maybe three or four Black male friendships And I think more and more Are now developing Mm -hmm. Where black men Are going to therapy Black men are opening The window to say Like yo homie We act like that When we were kids And in our 20s We grown now Can we start talking About our trauma Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Can I I tell you That I love you bro And it doesn't have to be Followed by a No homo Pause I can show you affection And it's not Over sexualized Mm -hmm. So I would say Growing up Maybe it wasn't the norm But for right now men in our generation and, and the younger generation, I could definitely say it's becoming more common.
1: Yeah, the reason I ask, you know, I mentioned that I have found that in my circle, it has enhanced the way in which at least the women in my circle, they approach relationships and it's been more fulfilling. And I wonder if that were happening on the other side, would we not be seeing a greater rate among people where the same thing is happening, you know, as people coming together because everybody's working on themselves among themselves right? There's accountability that exists. It's not just a girl, like, no, you need to shut that down. No, it's like, no, what did you do that caused that to happen? It's not, uh, I'm going to scratch your back and make you feel good. It's an accountability of no, but could you have approached this differently? You know, how are you showing up here? It's, it's deep accountability that's letting you look at yourself so that when you are, approach uh, you approach an intimate relationship you're doing so from a place of not just confidence but security because you've already been practicing that among your other friends I would love to see more of that among men
0: I agree To tell you the truth, I think that is definitely happening and will be more frequent. The work Mm -hmm. that I see Black men are doing, even Black Mm -hmm. men, that this is new to them to learn this new way Mm -hmm. of communication and friendships. What are some ways distant friends can keep their relationship healthy? Um, There's a distance between you and your friend. You're not able to see each other all the time, hang out with each other all the time. How do I keep it healthy? I would say in this day and age with technology, (laughs) and I'm not talking about social media. I'm just talking about video chatting, you know. And even before there was video chatting or texting, I remember friends had, what was it called? Pa- um, pen pals, where you would really keep in touch with a friend just by writing letters back and forth. I still like that. I yeah, still like that. It's, it's, I love it too. But the the main thing about that is that there was one communication and two consistency or three intentionality i'm gonna be intentional about writing my friend a letter every month every two weeks whatever and i'm gonna communicate with them you know so i would say carry that on for today even though we have video chat which is a is a great additional tool but if a friend is not in the same vicinity as you like jerry and i are girl we set time aside you know we've mm-hmm. even had to do that like set time aside like oh like a date like hey girl mm-hmm. what's your schedule what's your schedule? Let's meet up on zoom facetime whatever just spend time with each other and see how each other is feeling um and even don't wait for that like if there's a moment like jerry and i if i'm just going through something or maybe not I'm just missing her. And i am like, hey, girl, how you doing? We don't mm-hmm. have a, we don't have time for a long conversation, but hey, send me an, a voice note or a text back. How you doing? Just wanted to say I miss you. Or girl, this is what just happened to me. Or girl, this is how I'm feeling. <laughs> and even though you're not able to be there physically with the person, but there's still a communication. Because at the end of the day, you could be in the same vicinity as a person, same block as a person, and there's no real connection because there's no real communication. Or like you said, intentionality is a big deal being intentional so you mentioned
1: like putting it on a calendar this is not about feeding egos it's about i like having fun seeing other people happy Mm -hmm. it makes me happy and i like pouring into my friends right mm-hmm. so i'll pay attention to my friends and i know what they like i know that shana likes surprises and so i really like coming up with creative ways i feel like I'm, I'm i'm behind right now but i like coming up with creative ways to just surprise and and put a smile on her face you know whether it's a random text or figuring out how i could have that some years ago how i could get a surprise at her office
0: even if i don't even know where the office is located. Girl, that was <laughs> that was intentional okay
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that meant connecting with somebody at her workplace that I never met only because she had been you know mentioning this person and I found them and said hey I need your help stuff like that
0: you know I'll say this as well when it comes to keeping relationships Friendship's healthy when there's a long distance, right? I would say yes, communication, yes, intentionality, but it doesn't have to be as constant or what or what I just described as me and Jerry. It could be yeah. a friend that you consider a friend and maybe you do talk four times or three times in the year, but be intentional about that. If you're like, man, like I haven't heard from Shay or me, I could say, I haven't heard from such and such. I wonder how they are doing. Hey, let me reach out. Let's have a, 30 minute conversation, whatever, how many, how, however long you have time-wise, or just set a date to be like, Hey girl, whenever I'm in your town, you're in my town, Mm -hmm. hit me up. You know what I mean? And we Mm -hmm. can real quick, depending on our schedule. Cause let's, let's be real adults in our schedules is a little crazy, Mm -hmm. but again, there's an intentionality and a communication to show that you value that person and their time.
1: Exactly. I agree.
0: Next question is, should friendships undergo annual evaluations?
1: Why wait for annual?
0: I was going to say the same thing too. Yeah.
1: It doesn't like another... That's like asking if a couple should do weekly evaluations. And that might have its place. Mm -hmm. Things might go unnoticed. But this moment, what happens to this moment? I'm not saying no, by the way. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that if we make a habit of bringing things up as it comes House. up, then we may not need an annual evaluation. Yeah. You yeah. know, an annual,
0: it sounds like I'm being reviewed for some job. Like, mm, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: no. And here's why I love the question, but I'll get into that. But I agree with you. I said that there might not be a need for annual or quarterly evaluations because if we're discussing our feelings our hurts our wants whatever as it comes up in our friendship there's no need for it but I've also understood that certain people need time to communicate certain things as well because it just doesn't come too easy for them or they need to they need more time to process Um, because I've had certain friends that something should happen a year ago every They'll come to me a year later and be like, so this is how I felt. And this is And I'm like, why didn't you tell me? And they expressed that they didn't have the voice or the tools to tell me in that moment. And they needed time to process it. So based on that, they're able to communicate now. So instead of me continuing to hone in on, well, you should have said it when it happened, or you should have said it two weeks later, I think I was just so appreciative that they still had the courage to come to me at all. That they were like, look, I didn't say then, this is kind of a year later, but I still want to share with you where I was at. And it brought more clarity. It brought more clarity. And when when that person was able to share that with me, I was able to share something with them. And now that kind of brought the idea of, oh, okay, so now I know for next time and we could yeah. build on that. So I would say the the goal is moment by moment as it comes up, yeah. talk about it. It may not have to be the exact instant that the thing happens, yeah. but I do think it is pretty cool that if friendships, maybe, yeah, maybe once a year, it doesn't have to feel like, Like a job evaluation, but like you said, creativity. Why don't we? I don't know, picnic, dinner, yeah, whatever. You're right. Let's sit down and just talk about how we view our friendship and where we see it going. Maybe I think we don't do it annually, right? But I would say I remember there was a time when I came to visit you. Um, and we went to the beach and we played this conversation card game Mm -hmm. where we were just like, okay, let's and mind you. It may have felt redundant because we, at that point, we were always communicating, right? Mm-hmm. But I think it opened the door in that place, in that environment for us to be able to be like, you know <laughs> what? I think I want to share a little bit more. Or these questions are igniting thoughts yes. that I didn't even think about to bring up. Yeah. So the next question is, how... Do you or should you keep friendships with people who have different values and morals? Now, when it so, comes to this, again, Jerry and I <laughs> definitely have experience in this. So I'll let Jerry uh, go first and then I'll follow up with her. So, yeah, Jerry, if you're talking to a person and they come to you and they be like, hey, Jerry, like, how do you or should you keep a friendship with someone when y'all not even seeing eye to eye value wise, moral wise, politically? Like, how, how do you navigate that? When
1: you pass your 30s, let's just say that. <laughs> chances are, if you've been, re- even if you've not been living a life that ha- is authentic to who you are, chances are you've made certain connections that are going to be a lifetime. If you have evolved to an extent that your values changed, your way- just your way of being has changed, you may find that based on your new way of being and living, you attract completely new people to you. Mm-hmm. What I am grateful for, you are aware that I've gone through some significant changes in my life right? Um, in terms of my belief system, in terms of just how I function in general. So if I were to compare, say, the person that met you 2012 versus this person, it's almost like two different people just because of the transitions that have happened. And what I'm grateful for is that even today, I can still uh, say that I have some very good friends that have known me throughout the transitions and we've been able to maintain that mutual respect even though in some cases they see things completely different from how i do right Right. and to me that's a big defining moment you're able to grow even through differences and it's not something that's just based on the past if you need people to agree with you on every topic in order to consider them a friend and the same thing goes for an intimate relationship Relationship. It's not necessary relationship. Um, it's not gonna create opportunities for you to expand. Now, are there mutual interests in friendships? Yes, but what I have found, I can actually say, if, if my friendships depended on that one factor, I probably would have less friends because there are a lot of things that I see very differently from most people. And as I mentioned earlier, that has evolved over time. I don't know where it's gonna take me, and I'm not afraid of where it's gonna take me either. What I think is most important is to have people that are open to, even if they may not change their point of view, that's okay, but they are open enough to engage someone else and understand where you're coming from without seeking to try and change you, right? Without seeking to try and make you wrong or make themselves right. That to me is the most important thing. And the truth is being able to have those conversations causes you to expand, not necessarily on the topic, but in your ability to relate to people in general we have so many people are so intolerant in this world and i think that creates for much of the discontent that we see in the world people trying to make people be like them or else something is wrong with you
0: I feel like there's levels to this question um, or answer, I should say. The first thing before I tap into our dynamic in relation to this question, I would say, yes, it is easier per se when you and that person has mutual values, morals, either you're in the same religion or see things politically, same political party, whatever. And even sometimes when you're in the same political party, there's still certain disagreements depending on the topic, right? At hand. (coughs) I would say that, like you said, we should not be afraid of those differences or, quote unquote, challenges when someone sees things differently from us or practice certain things differently from us. Now, I would say this, though, I do understand how certain levels of religious belief systems or political viewpoints can really put two people or in a friendship in two different places. I can understand that. And I say that because a good amount of time, our political views and our religious belief system really formulates how we think and how we move in our day to day. Example for myself, I won't say I lost friends, but I would say when I converted into Adventism um, years ago, certain friendships were not as close or we really had no type of similarities, for lack of better terms. It's like they wanted to go to parties, I didn't anymore. I wanted to go to church, they didn't. And the way I saw things biblically, they didn't. So our my everyday interaction was just not on the same playing field with them. Did that in my experience bring bl- um, bad blood? No. And I'm grateful for that. But it did bring about where it's just like, oh, we just don't see life or things the same anymore. Again, I would like to say that if you and a person believe things differently, morally, it shouldn't be the reason that a friendship ends just because yeah, I don't see things eye to eye unless it now becomes toxic or detrimental. Where? where somebody in this friendship, it's really shifting the course of how you and this person relates to one another or interacts with one another, then yeah, I would say evaluate it. And I would say that be okay with if things aren't exactly how it used to be, if there's a shift that happens in the middle of a friendship. But if this is somebody that you're meeting for the first time and you really connect with them on a certain level, but you may not believe things spiritually, politically, or whatever, don't let that deter you from getting to know that person for you. And I, let me transition to that for mm-hmm. you. And I, Jerry, we met, I would say on the same playing field when it came to spirituality, right. Mm-hmm. And then things started shifting. Like you said, you don't see things the same way virtually. So did that have to take some shifting Yes. Did mm-hmm. that have to take some communication? <laughs> Most definitely. Did that have to take some understanding and compassion and sitting down and reevaluating maybe our own thought processes? Yes. The beauty between you and I, like we've said, we developed such a beautiful foundation of a friendship. I was able, you was able, both of us was able to look past the fact that we don't see things the same way spiritually, mm-hmm. right? We're able to, like you said, see the soul of a person and just be like nah I don't rock with that you don't rock with that or whatever but at the end of the day that doesn't take away from everything else that is uh, Mm -hmm. an ingredient um, or a component in our friendship will certain things change yes Um, I'm not gonna knock that because yeah there is some level of joy when you're able to see things similarly with someone but that's not the end all be all I would say this if I had right now, all my friends, all of us thought the same, it would be a detriment to the level of my understanding of this world, how I think and how I perceive life. I agree. So I am grateful for those friends that, yeah, we may not see things politically the same. I have cousins that we don't agree on certain things politically. I have friends that we don't agree on things spiritually. I would
1: say the last 10 years where there were people that I rarely connected to, but the connection was based solely on the belief system at that time. Mm-hmm. And what I found was that once the belief system them changed then there was nothing that connected well on my end i didn't think that it warranted a connection of friendship to end but i realized mm-hmm. that there was not enough of a strong foundation mm-hmm. and mutual respect to sustain that those relationships
0: With that said, on to the next question. (laughs) Next question, and this will be the final question. How do you navigate friendships when marriage and children? is now in play?
1: I believe it it depends on the dynamics
0: of the relationship, right? So
1: I have friends who among themselves, they're all married and they have kids. I have friends who are the lone person who's married and the other people are single. It boils down to respect and understanding where people are. I will say what I have found um, over time is that the friendships that have been sustained the best are people who have been able to balance their own life with their children and their families. I have seen individuals lose themselves in relationship, completely focus on the dynamic of the relationship. And there is balance that's necessary. There are parts of you that your husband, it, it will be great. Like we talk about this thing. Yeah, sometimes we forget that our husbands are not going to be our girlfriends. mm <laughs> Yeah, yeah. you cannot make him the one that you're going to respect he's not going to end up being your girlfriend mm-hmm. and sometimes you need that girlfriend right you need that that girl connection and i think it's healthy to be able to integrate that's the word i'm looking for integrate those dynamics into your life the more you get into various roles the more intentional you have to be you know because i have seen women get into their 50s and the kids are grown and and out of the house and they realize that there was so much focus on the kids that now they don't even know their partner much less their friends so you want to be intentional about setting up time with your girlfriends your guy friends you know i've always found for the most part that men continue their life pretty much into relationships they don't stop going to the gym they don't stop hanging out with their friends they don't stop going to the basketball court but women can easily deny integral parts of themselves to sustain what they think is important to them it's not just a relationship it could be a job yeah you know you forget everything and you pour everything into your job and it's all good there's a time and a season for everything but when it comes at the expense of yeah um, when it comes at the cost of denying parts of yourself that is necessary to add back And Mm. growth?
0: Most definitely. And same thing for me single, no children. And the older that I've gotten, I've been more surrounded by married friends. And then now they're starting to have children and they have responsibilities. So you don't have as much access, you know? Mm. So I'll say for myself, I had to be understanding and respectful of the new change now in Mm. this friend or friend's lives to understand that there are now more responsibilities at hand. Or even if I have guy friends, once they got married, I had to respect that they were married now. You know what I mean? That's
1: the reason why I have more girlfriends right now. (laughs) Right?
0: (laughs) You know what I mean? I got to respect that, give them their space and their time. And then when children is involved, sometimes it's not that certain people are deliberately trying to ignore you. But once children come into the equation, it is a different dynamic. You're raising a human being. You know what I mean? Especially when you're talking about parents that have newborn babies or toddlers and more than one sometimes they could say like girl i barely have time to wash my own butt <laughs>
1: you know what i'm saying but i was gonna say what you based on what you just said even as a friend though i spoke to the other side of people making time for themselves but as a single person like i've traveled across states to watch my friend's kids so that they could go out for dinner you know you know i've seen people struggle and i'm like girl if you
0: had just told me i'd be there i'd be there no exactly exactly so yeah i would say on my end is a understanding but again intentional to just like you said hey i don't have as much responsibilities or maybe sometimes i do it just doesn't look like yours because i think that's also important for us that sometimes as a single person just because we ain't married and we don't got kids that don't mean we not busy (laughs) we doing everything on our own. we doing everything on our own. Sometimes we don't have a companion or a partner to do certain things with or to split things with. So sometimes it's like, don't think that we don't have a lot on our plate. Sometimes our responsibilities just look different. But with that said, yes, if I have availability and like I said, like it's it's been very hectic for you as a friend with these kids or whatever, and I could come and babysit. Hey, I'll come and do that. Or maybe your partner, a support partner's like, hey, hon, you know what? I'll take the kids or kid for the evening and you go out and hang out with your girlfriend. You know what I mean? So I think it takes both parties to keep uh, a friendship continuous and healthy, even with life changes. I'm thinking about multiple things where it's just like, first of all, for me, that's a red flag. Any relationship mm-hmm. I get into and automatically you have an issue with my friends. If there's no issue to be had, mm-hmm. You have an issue with my friends because of the attention or the time I give them or I'm jealous of how much time you spend with them or I'm jealous that you know no you have me talk to me That's a red flag, my friend. I don't do too well with those things. And I respect the man that says no, don't be uh, codependent on me. Now, don't get me wrong. I like those couples that are cute and they go out Mm -hmm. with each other and they're each other's best friends. I don't have a problem with that. But even those type of relationships understand healthy social interactions. Like we were created to be social beings. So if you're telling Mm -hmm. me, the own source of your only source of this is the only person that i have as a friend is my mate
1: mm-hmm.
0: no I, I don't know if i personally see that as healthy someone mm-hmm. may dispute that and say well a guy or or girl may say i didn't grow up with a lot of friends i was a loner And once I met my spouse, this person became my best friend or whatever. I mean, if that's the case to each his own, but I would say I really think it's healthy. Like you said, those two words of integration and balance where it's just like you have outside people outside your relationship or marriage to have conversation with. There are Mm -hmm. certain ways of thinking or advice or insight that you may receive. From someone else that you may not receive from your husband. Exactly, that may enhance your relationship actually with your partner. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So, with all that said, I would say with all the Q and A's that we just had and what we mentioned in the beginning, I think we can agree when it comes to friendships, there's definitely evaluations that should be done. It's it's okay to evaluate where you are in a friendship, how you can do better in a friendship. Um, Should this friendship come to an end I would say also communication is key to any type of relationship and like we said intentionality really be intentional with your friendships is there anything else that you would want to add as a staple as we wrap up um,
1: I think the main thing to keep in mind is that everybody we connect with is an extension of ourselves before even thinking of ending a friendship consider what is this here to teach me because sometimes we run from less. Lessons. We run from opportunities for growth and expansion. If we're too quick to move on without really asking God or the universe, why did I attract this person into my life? What is this person here to teach me? You know, I asked God, I wanted to, I wanted to connect in the environment that I was at at the time when I met you. I did not feel connected to anyone. And I asked God, I just wanted to have someone very near that I could feel connected to and just, let my shoulders down and feel safe and then you came around so god is always there to answer those those needs those requests that we have and sometimes we're asking questions that we don't even realize until people come into our lives so that's what i want to say
0: praise god for bringing uh each other into each other's lives uh like you said you mentioned you you wanted someone to come into your life and help you to let your hair down or and uh i would say for you deaf coming into my life has brought about a good challenge a good challenge (laughs) has and and I'm not talking about I know some people may listen and think oh because of the different belief systems but even before that transpired you as a person were just challenging me and how I show up as a friend Mm. how I show up as a friend and for that I am forever grateful and in its entirety yes you play a, a part in my in my growth as a woman you know so i i just praise the most high for bringing each other bring us into each other's lives so yes love you love you so um with that said listeners i really hope you enjoyed this episode on friendships as always take what you have discovered here evaluate your own friendships and stay tuned to the next episode of she discovered podcast Thank you for listening into this week's episode. I hope you've gained some knowledge, insight, and clarity in this moment, creating your own inner discoveries. And most importantly, head over to @she_discovered_podcast Discovered Podcast on Instagram to interact with me and receive more tips and info relating to all topics discussed. As always, you are appreciated.